With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It just kind of dawned on me. It seems a little bit... What's the word? Like, what? why are we doing this? <laughs> oh, my God, Zach. Did you just have an existential crisis? Oh, like, never mind, never mind. Welcome back to the 40 Sports Podcast. My name is Zach Greener, and with me in studio again, home for Thanksgiving, full of stuffing, Jake Osborne. That's right. Just when the new diet was looking good, <laughs> it's the holidays. We're back. And just when you were getting bored of sports, it's the Flurry Sports Podcast. Zach, I'm here. The CFO of Flurry Sports has arrived. Flesh up, flesh, <laughs> fresh what? off my private jet. Here I am, and by that I mean my 2014 Chevy Malibu. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, flesh and all. Thank you, thank you for uh, uh, bringing the whole package to the show today. That's right, the, with the most uncomfortable word. Some poor, <laughs> yeah. some poor person was just working at their desk and just went, oh, thanks for that. I yeah. didn't need that yelled at me. I don't need flesh as a descriptor for anything. <laughs> May we interest you in the in the special of the day? What is it? Oh, uh, searing hot cow flesh. True. Uh, yeah. True. Never the, good. Yeah. <laughs> How come it's not? Would you like your chicken flesh <laughs> fried or crispy? Yeah. yeah. They never. never go that route. Yeah. Uh, I mean, KFC is probably right about to do it. So spoiler alert. But yeah, True. I think that'll be good. Thanks, Reba. <laughs> Thank you. I don't understand the reference. Okay. <laughs> From when they did all the fake Colonel Sanders? Oh, was one of them. Yeah. Sorry, you weren't there for 2017. <laughs> My bad. Okay. My bad. Uh, what a cut. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I apologize. <laughs> I'm kind of hurt. I'm just I didn't go. Also, for the record, didn't go with Norm MacDonald. No. Nope. That would have been more like, up there. Didn't go Frank Caliendo? Mm-mm, no. Reba. Uh, <laughs> you zeroed in. You yeah. Get the mark. Stuck the landing. Uh, unlike football this week, I would say NFL this week was, I don't know, it feels like it keeps getting weirder. This week in particular was a just a bad week because we had the three Thanksgiving yeah. games. Thursday games are always sloppy anyway. But then there were just some fucking terrible matchups, like talking Falcons, Jaguars, Jets, Texans, games nobody wanted, needed, or watched. Yeah. It was an absolute disaster. Giants-Eagles is in that same boat. And that one, <laughs> the Freddie Kitchens, uh, <laughs> he, he came back and right. won? Question mark. I don't know. Technically, technically, he technically won. I guess uh, there was a lot of weird stuff. I guess we can start with Thanksgiving. Um, I'm not sure how much there is to take away other than Dan Campbell. He screwed the pooch uh, <laughs> on Thanksgiving, nonetheless. Uh, criticized heavily, rightfully so. Called two timeouts in a row. Some would call it poor clock management. 
I would call it, he was hyping the boys up. And if he needed a second timeout to get them going, I, I you know, I'm not going to question Dan Campbell. This game fucking hurts. This one hurts it, me. It, hurt, it set yeah. the tone for the rest of Thanksgiving. Because uh, this is the game the Lions should have won. They, I b- truly believe they would have won if they had DeAndre Swift the entire time. That was brutal. Yeah. But, man. He said, you know, he said Matt Nagy's job. Good for him. He did say Matt Nagy's job. I like to think that he gave the boys a pump-up speech. And you know that feeling like when you forget a word? Yeah. And oh, you're like, I'm forgetting something. Like he was like, and we're playing with a lot of, oh, what is it? Oh, we're out of time. Timeout is grit. Grit. I need a second timeout because I the word was grit. All right, go get him. Like he's just like, I got to complete the thought. Um, uh, this game sucked. I will point out. The Bears fans listening would also probably point out we weren't exactly healthy either, which, <laughs> you know, you had the red rocket. What more do you want? Yeah. Um, are the, <laughs> the Bears are technically somewhat in the playoff hunt still, weirdly, yeah. I guess, at four and seven? That's insane, man. Like, I enjoy talking about the playoff hunt because everybody's involved. And like, <laughs> It's not and much of a hunt. It's like a quail hunt. It, Agreed. That I wouldn't call that a hunt at all. Yeah. But to your point, the Bears are the third worst team in the NFC, and they are in the hunt. <laughs> I mean, they are they are right there. And that just, I'm looking at the standings right now for the people at home. It's unbelievable, but that the bottom of the standings goes Bears, Seahawks, mm-hmm. winless Lions. Like seeing Seahawks there is so weird to see. Well, to give the people at home like a current scope of things. Uh, there are going to be seven teams from each uh, conference that make it. Currently, that cutoff is uh, the wildcard teams currently are going to be the Rams, Niners, and Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, the cutoff, the next team on the list is the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the Vikings who are in have the same record as the Falcons and the Saints and the same amount of wins as the Eagles and the Panthers. That's They're insane. all at five wins. So... Even though some of those teams feel very much in it and some feel very much out of it, all the same record. They're all right there. And, oh, by the way, the Niners are only one win ahead at 6-5. and five. And the Seahawks in Washington play on Monday Night Football. The Seahawks, like I said, second worst team in the NFC. They jump up to four wins, which is one behind <laughs> wild card with a win on Monday against Washington, who would jump yeah. up to five. And I think what's weird there is that's all of the wild cards. Like, the Rams feel separate from that group. They have seven wins. Like, that's not separate. They're one game I'll have San Francisco who just beat the Vikings head-on today. By the way, Niners look good. I guess, yeah. (laughs) They look look fine now. They've realized Debo Samuel should run every (laughs) touchdown instead of passing to him, I guess. Also, I think Shanahan may be proving people right that he really didn't want Trey Lance to do well. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't understand Shanahan. But to your point, it's working. I don't get it. Yeah, they just lost a lot of close games early. People were really burying them, and they were losing coin flip games. Um, I think what's weirdest is the top of the NFC, as you look at the wild card hunt, does not... At what point is there a separation? Because I know... It feels like there is at some point, but because if you look at it down the list, I'll just read it off for people listening. 
It's the Cardinals at the top at nine and two, then the Packers at nine at three, then the Bucks at eight and three, then the Cowboys at seven and four. Those are your current division winners. Then it's the Rams at seven and four, the Niners at six and five, and the Vikings at five and six. So obviously, by the time we get to the Vikings, that last spot feels like anyone could get in. Yeah. But at the same time, how many of those teams feel like legit? Like they're going to be threats in the playoffs. Three? I think three. I think there's a big difference between Tampa and Dallas. Yeah. And obviously Dallas isn't healthy right now either. They were missing CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. I'm just not scared of Dallas whatsoever. I know what they are and I know what they're going to do. Here's my question to you. So looking at the Vikings at that last wild card spot. Yeah. Dalvin Cook got carted off today. Let's, I think he got carted off. It was a shoulder yeah. injury, so I don't know why it would have been a cart. That's just what my mind was. Yeah. I think so. But let's just say he is gone, okay? Mm-hmm. Who do you think is more competitive in a playoff game? Vikings without Dalvin Cook or the Detroit Lions? <laughs> Lions, man. They've got nothing to lose. I think they're more – I'm not saying who, who's going to win because I think they both lose. I think Detroit's more competitive. With DeAndre Swift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't have him, then it's still the Vikings. I think it's close. <laughs> I, I do think it's close. To that point, um, I was actually just thinking this. Looking at the list of teams, if you give me like a swath of the teams who could make the playoffs, like the Rams, obviously for me, are the wild card teams, potential wild card teams are the one I would want to play the least. Mm-hmm. But without um, Cook in that conversation for the Vikings, dude, I don't want any. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Falcons scare me. <laughs> Matt Ryan has got them playing. Just because, what the hell's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, it's trying to hug a hurricane. Like, I don't <laughs> really, like, they're going to lose that game probably. But all of a sudden, it's going to be like, crap, they have the ball with a minute left. And they're only down by three. Like, it's going to be one of those, like, how is this game still happening? Like, I don't know if that, like, probably should be giving more respect to the 49ers there. Um but with the Saints and the Eagles playing the way they are and Washington with their injuries, like I honestly think the Falcons are in that conversation for the most dangerous wildcard team after the Rams. I completely agree. I, the Eagles, I, I've said this for a few weeks now, Eagles and Saints, I have no clue how to project either of those two teams. Mm-hmm. That continues. The Eagles, I have no clue if they're good. Like yeah. zero idea. The Saints, I think, are a quarterback away. I get it. Panthers now... Like we can talk about the Panthers today. I think there is a close to a 100% chance that Cam Newton is the worst passer in the NFL. And I'm not yeah, saying currently, I'm not saying passing quarterback. <laughs> I'm saying thrower of the football, anybody. He's it's unbelievably terrible. terrible. It's really bad. He's <laughs> really bad. Um, I don't know if the LASIK is stuck, you know, he just got more. I don't oh, know, man. man. I, I don't know. Um, to jump to the AFC, yeah. has there been a more meaningless prove-it game than the Bills winning <laughs> big over the Saints? I feel like Bills fans are going to be like, see, we're okay. Yeah. I know nothing more about the Bills than I did going into this. I would, since I've seen, I didn't watch the game live. Yeah. I've seen zero highlights. I'm going to assume that's bad. If highlights didn't make it into my feed, I think they went down. As a team. So I think this is a loss for them, personally. But to your point, this against the Saints, 
by the way, the Saints without Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, which somehow is a substantial loss, not having Ingram there. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, absolutely nothing. And they were like, I would say, what, like three weeks ago probably, people were saying they're the clear, legitimate top team in the AFC. Yeah. And they are the wild card, the second wild yeah. card. By the way, looking at the AFC standings in front of us, wild. The wild to see this. I will read it for the viewers because as we record this show, um, Baltimore and the Browns are yet to play tonight. Yeah. So that will shake things up. But as it currently sits, the Ravens are atop the overall board at 7-3. and three. Wild. Yes. Wild seeing that they're the God's greatest leg away from losing to Dan Campbell and the Lions. Yeah. Uh, so they're atop the board. The Patriots, which we established last week, feels like maybe the most real team in the AFC, at least consistency-wise. Possibly NFL. Possibly NFL. Look really, really good. Yeah. Um, then the Titans, which feels like that is going to keep going in the other direction, possibly. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, then the Chiefs. Right. Uh, it's, but here's where it gets weird. The Titans are third with the Patriots. They're both eight and four. Mm-hmm. If the Ravens win, they're eight and three. So those would be three eight-win teams. Then it is Chiefs with seven wins, Bengals, seven wins, Bills, seven wins. That gets you two wild cards deep with the Bengals and Bills. And the Chargers are your next wild card team at six and five, along with the Raiders, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Colts. Holy shit. And then the Steelers are five and five right behind that. And oh, by the way, the Dolphins. (laughs) <laughs> they have realized that they were playing football this whole time. I think the Dolphins woke up from a coma two weeks ago. I know they're playing the worst teams in the NFL. Legit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, by the way, the Dolphins are going to do just good enough this year to get a very mediocre draft pick. They they may make the playoffs. I believe their next two games are against both New York teams. Yeah. Because we talked about the drop-off on the NFC side. I think I can confidently say the drop-off in the AFC is in between the Dolphins and the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Jets, Texans, and Jaguars feels like... There's a dip. Yeah, there's a dip. But everyone else, like playoff teams, I mean, I don't know. The dip feels after the Patriots. And then... Yeah. And Chiefs. Yes. yeah, Yeah, I consider the Chiefs there. AFC West is wild. Every single team in that division has a winning record now. Uh, what What's happening? I consider you a source on this team. So tell me what's happening with the Broncos. Do I have to care about them? Are they going to stick around? Are they just, did they visit for Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, yeah, they, they came back for seconds. They went back up. <laughs> and I think they will hopefully go home soon. But to your point, they lost linemen today. That sucks. They still beat the Chargers. The Chargers look bad. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, Justin Herbert looked very bad, looked confused. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater ran in a touchdown, and that scared me. Whenever he's on the move, I'm like, take it easy. And to the point, the Chargers guy watched him run it. He didn't touch him. Easily could have stopped the touchdown. They're like, I don't want to be responsible for ending this guy's career at this point. They remember that article where the Vikings players are just talking about the echoes they still hear in their head of yeah. Bridgewater getting hurt. It's, I mean, that's why, because the Broncos felt done to me. This is the dumbest thing in the whole thing. I We're scrolling down this list on ESPN.com of like where people are listed right now. Mm -hmm. The fact I was confused where the Colts were. 
And it's yeah. because they're all tied to the same record. Because the Colts, for whatever reason, feel very more real to me than the teams above them. And technically, I'm sure that's with tiebreakers and everything else. They're seeded that low. I know everything's the same record, so that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they and the Broncos and the Chargers are all in the same conversation yeah. is bonkers. Yeah, they probably should have beaten the Buccaneers today. The Colts are a very good football team. Yeah, they're, I think they're good. They need another wide receiver. They certainly could have done that at any point in the offseason, at any point during the season before the trade deadline. Carson Wentz is very good. And I think people... This like, is we, coming off of a four-pick, four-turnover game today for the Colts, correct? Uh, Not him. Yeah, yeah, four turnovers overall. I, I can't speak to that. He threw two interceptions, I think. Uh, yes, and that is almost the total he had entering the game, which is yeah. why he had three. He had the best yeah. touchdown-to-interception ratio entering the week, and not even he believed that. Yeah, I just want to point out, the reason I bring it up is because I agree with you, and I just think I, I they got better in my head today after losing. Yes. Because they had to work <laughs> to lose this game to the Buccaneers. It, uh, this was the best game today, I think, by the way. Uh, last week, but the, just yeah. because they realized, hey, let's just hand it to Jonathan Taylor every down. Yeah. And that's when he had the five touchdowns. Like, I made a joke at halftime last week. I think Jonathan Taylor had 19 touches and three touchdowns at the end of the first half yeah. uh, last week. And I said over, under 11 touches the rest of the game. I was saying definitely under. It went over. Like, yeah. he, they just kept feeding him the ball. This week, they did what they've done all season long. They just stopped giving him the football. Yeah. He, he's unstoppable. If you can run against this defensive front, Vita Vea, who, did you watch him in this game? Lose his tooth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he's a very big human. Yes. That was my favorite visual, was the ref came over to, like, look at his tooth, and it looked like a trap. Like, it's like, don't, don't look at his <laughs> he's mouth. He's going to bite his finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, don't get close. Um, so that was wild. I will say... I'm also not concerned about the Colts because they play in the AFC South. They're going to rack up some wins. Maybe. Let's see what they Like, not a ton. Is. And, like, I don't – like we said, who knows what the Titans are going to do. Look at that schedule. Texans next week. That's fine. Oh, my Patriots, God. Cardinals on Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then Raiders. Who the hell knows? And then the end of the Jaguars, which I they're going to need that yeah, win. I didn't realize they had played through so much of their conference schedule already. Um, yes. I mean – so they've got the Texans next. Yeah, which they should win. Should win. Tyrod likes to mess with you, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, that season ended against the Jags. Uh, Urban Meyer's going to have about 17 bootleg <laughs> reversals in there for you. So Urban Meyer's going to run a fake punt on second down. Yeah, like he's going to pull it all out. Absolutely. So I don't know. Like That is a very tough schedule. Um, but they're yeah. good. I think they're good. Um I actually think I do um, – I think I believe in the Raiders. Why? <laughs> First of all, face turn. It's all about the story. Okay. They turn total face in my head. Two, I know they the Cowboys are really beat up. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that's a big one. In I, I just think that they – this year, I'm giving a lot of props to consistency. And even though they don't win a lot of games – their offense, at the very least, is consistent every game. I think that's fair. They're definitely not a bad team. 
And it would have been yeah. interesting to see what they could have done at full strength, I guess. Uh, instead of, you know, other things happening this year, I guess, would be the polite way to put it. Yeah. Like, if if they had no bumps in the road, they were probably winning the division. They're probably yeah. the four or the three seed in the AFC. Yeah. And that would have just added to a very strange season. Like, if there's the Raiders and the Bengals in the playoffs... I'd stop watching. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that does feel weird. Well, I think that's one of the points that my brain was making, too, is I know that, like we said, the Colts are technically behind them. Technically. Technically. And I think they're going to catch them. Um, but out of the teams of, above them in the wild card hunt, one of them is the Bengals and one of them is the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, like, they can catch those two. I don't know if they will, but they're very much in the same conversation. I think they're better than the Chargers. I think them and Bengals are in the same like what's wrong with the class? Chargers, man? What's the law? Everything that can go wrong will. Occam's Razor. Very Chargers. Yeah. Los, Los Angeles Chargers. Los like, Angeles. Chargers. I don't get it. Well, we just talked about. They're destined for nine and eight. Like, <laughs> yes. the, so that's where we're heading, folks. Like, is that good enough to make the playoffs? We'll find out. But I think um, one, they're young, and two, uh, like you said, they are have no idea how to use Herbert slash no. their offense. So that's been really tough. I really want to break down maybe another week of what teams have been like since like week five. Because the Broncos made me think of this. The fact that they started 3-0 and is yeah. kind of messing with me. Because now the fact that they're 6-5, and five, I'm like, where did they get six wins? Like I know they just like racked them up, but they start 3-0. So like that team feels weird. Like I'm like, are they on a hot streak? That's what I want to know about the Broncos. Are, are we trending upward? I think so. Everyone were like, the Panthers might be the most legitimate 3-0 team in the NFL. Like they are just very, very good. I think what we learned is those 3-0 teams were illegitimate, as yeah. we suspected at the time. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in the NFC, don't count out Washington. I know no. I mentioned them earlier. Don't count anyone. That's what you should take out of your sports media this week is everyone's still in it. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller's still very much working from the inside against the Rams. Yep. Yep. Von Miller, Odell Beckham had a boo-boo on his back. Uh, yeah. Couldn't couldn't keep going. Oh, I'm carrying this team, Sean. Yeah. I don't know if we want to end on this for the NFL, but at, at the very least I want to touch on this because we talked about it off air, I think, during the week. Are the... Not like this season necessarily, like, I don't mean this and not going to make the playoff senses. But are the Rams doomed? Like, their future as a franchise seems that it is Brooklyn Nets trajectory, like signing big three Mm -hmm. status with these free agent signings. Because they're like this year or bust in some ways. And that is pointing towards bust. And I want to clarify your recent because there's yes. maybe some recency bias on the nets yeah. you're talking big three as in uh kevin garnett <laughs> paul pierce yeah yes. the only one that i thought of thank you for clarifying yes yes, yes. uh hindsight is 2020 wow when i was most involved in the nba which yeah. was six years ago until this year because we'll talk about it later but yeah 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 you've, you've pulled me back in yeah. um but that's a very good point uh, take your mind back to when the Nets, everyone was like, oh, my God, the Nets are caring. And it's by pulling in all of these old free agents. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, trading their entire future to the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what I'll say. The Rams looked doomed. However, I thought they were doomed when they had the Todd Gurley and Jared Goff contracts. That's fair. And 
they sold their soul to get away from that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, at this point, if they win this year, and it doesn't look like they will, but if they somehow go on a run and make the Super Bowl, just make it in their home stadium, mm-hmm. I think that lures free agents. Which is their plan. I think their plan, because to your point with the Goff and Gurley deals, I think people were expecting them to try and get out of those and then just get back to the a starting point. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we're going into other free agents. <laughs> no, we love pain. We love pain. So... I, I mean, and their GM, you know, has gone viral with a mug that has basically said, fuck those draft picks. Yeah. Like, that is somewhat their mentality of, we're Los Angeles. We're going to try and get as many free agents every year as we can. And we're not building. We're just going to keep trying to get people. I think that's interesting. Uh, I also think they have to be worried that there is another LA team. Do they need to be worried? Okay. <laughs> it's the Chargers. I'm not worried. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the way they're running it right now, no. But if the Chargers, I don't know, if if the Rams really start going the route, if we're Los Angeles, come play, something should click for the freaking Chargers and be like, or you could play for us, a team with no (laughs) downside where you can just, there's no like future looming over you where we're in debt. Like come play with us with a young up and star quarterback rather than an older but more established QB who has looked a little rough as of late. There are injuries he's not telling people. Like, they alluded to some of it this week, like chronic back pain, trying to make him sound older than he is. There's something off with Matthew Stafford, and he's going to continue to play through it, so it is what it is, I guess. But, yeah, there's something with that. And the Chargers, by the way, I think they're building the team the right way, and they're definitely built for the future, and they look Mm. really good on paper. I just think, yeah, there's something wrong there. Yeah, they're missing something. I still think it could be coaching. I hate to like throw a guy under the bus. Some like of that. it, some of it for sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. Anything else you want to talk about with the NFL? We talked about this a little bit uh, prior to the show, and you know, I th- I think it's people have been enjoying my process for like NFL or for NBA, like how they can win MVP and stuff like that. So there's an award in the NFL. Uh, Rookie of the Year, and I want to say Mac Jones lost it this week. Uh, He has been disqualified from the Rookie of the Year. Uh, He was running, had a beautiful run, looked like a a, a Bambi running for the first time out there, just getting enough yards. Came down probably three, four yards short, signaled first down (laughs) confidently. It was awesome. I think he made eye contact with the ref. Like, yeah, it's a first down. Like, what are we doing here? You know what to do. Just signal first down. If you're that far short and you're that confident, I think you're disqualified. I think that's fair. I also think that's what I would do if I was running with it. Like, yeah, I think it's fair. a slow person's mentality to be like, oh, my God, no one's touched me for, like, four seconds. <laughs> I Did I just score? Yeah. <laughs> like, be like that, that went well. That's got to be. At least, yeah. is that two first downs? Like, try yeah, and no. bargain with the rest. Uh, that was hilarious. So, if it isn't him, who's, who's rookie of the year? Uh, that's a good one because I don't think it's Jamar Chase. I don't think he's very good. And maybe that's a bold take. I don't know. He's fast. Great. Uh, here's a question for you. I don't, because you watch a lot more than I am. I'm not going to argue with you on if he's good or not. Just be honest with me. Is that a little bit of bitterness that they should have taken an old lineman? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, for but I, sure. But I also don't think he's that great. Uh, I think, I think you can make that argument. I think his numbers are going to win it for him. 
For the first they put stretch. Up, they put up 41 points today. I think he had two catches for like 20-something yeah. yards. Yeah. I think you can make an argument for Waddle in uh, Miami, perhaps. I think the in terms of who should win the award, yeah. I think there's no question it should be Micah Parsons on mm. D- uh, D- uh, Dallas. I just don't know. He would have to be pretty unbelievable to win that as a defensive player, I think. Yeah, and, I would and he, agree. He has been. But... um. I don't think it can be him. I think Waddle is – he's been the best receiver, in my personal opinion, as a rookie this year. Yeah, um, especially with what he's working with in Miami. Um, I think depending on how they finish the year, he has a chance at it. He's looked really special the last couple of weeks. Give it to Pat Fryer move. Tight end for the Steelers. <laughs> I love the guy. He's so good. He scored again today. He's going to keep scoring because – Guess what? Steelers got fucking nothing down there. He's just going to score every By time. the way, the Steelers have two settings, sneaky good, and will never win again. Yeah. There's no in-between with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? At what point? And they won't do it because, like, this is how they run their team. But at what point do you just pinch Ben Roethlisberger? Um, two weeks ago. I mean... Yeah. Uh, I will point out that they went on a nosedive of epic proportions when the weather got cold last year, and they had a much better record than they do now. <laughs> so I think I think they're thinking about it. Um, the problem will be <laughs> what happens if Mason Rudolph doesn't look good. Skip Mason, Mason Rudolph is unbelievably bad. Yes, agreed. Go to Dwayne Haskins. There's a chance he does something okay. That's interesting. I like that. Like, we, you know what you have in Mason Rudolph. There's no question. What do we got to do to shake Andrew Luck from the tree of retirement? What do we got to do to get him in a Steelers uniform? Remind me of Andrew Luck in a second. Okay. But um, the Steelers, it, it's really weird because watching that game, they, I don't think it's Ben's fault necessarily. And I know I just said <laughs> get rid of that. Like, I just, it's their offensive coordinator is unbelievably bad. Yeah. Their offensive line can't pass protect, which is a mm-hmm. problem. And their receivers are hurt. I, just, I don't get it. It's Yeah. Let's just run the ball a little bit. I do think if they had a more mobile quarterback, it would help them a lot. For sure. But not mobile? Or what do we do? <laughs> he looks I like did, he's going to fall over constantly. I did see someone miss a tackle on him today because they thought he was going to be one step forward and he hadn't moved at all yet i've never seen that before someone like tackled his ghost in front of him because they're like oh my god he didn't he didn't move that far what was the newspaper or whatever story headline you looked up a long time ago about ben roethlisberger oh um it was like is ben roethlisberger's mobility the secret to success that's right still baby who knows it's secret weapon that's what it called it big ben's secret weapon for the colts Speaking of Andrew Luck, I think the Colts, the reason why they've been playing so well, they were thinking, like, what is the difference between this team and the team that was good when Andrew Luck was here? Like, what is the difference? And they found the one difference, and that is the mentioning of Jack Doyle's name has gone significantly (laughs) down. And the past several weeks, and highlighted by his best game of the season today, they're like, let's just get Jack Doyle the ball every time. We just need to say his name over and over. Today, seven catches or six catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. He's scored a touchdown three of the past five weeks. He's just being featured now. And they're like, let's just, everyone, say Jack Doyle's name in unison. We'll sub at Andrew Luck to come back. Like, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. 
They try it. They try it. They do what they can. By the way, this is the first time to. Today was the first time I've heard Jack Doyle's name outside of a free agency waiver wire in yeah. seven years. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not used to seeing him as available tight end, <laughs> possible pickup Jack Doyle. He's always there. Yeah. You, that is true. I looked it up. Him and T.Y. Hilton have been there since 2012. Yeah. Yeah, a long time. T.Y. Hilton played with Reggie Wayne. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> that, that threw me off today when I looked it up because Andrew Luck's first year, he's, he was still there. Did he? Mm. T.Y. did not play with Payne. Okay. Andrew, Andrew and T.Y. came in on the same, same class. Okay. Same class. That's imp- yeah, you, you read my mind. That is exactly what I was yeah. thinking. I, did, I did all of this today. Yeah, I okay. was looking through it. Um, there are some really, I mean, I don't know. I love that stuff being like you played with. The fact that Mason Crosby came in in 2008 threw me off today. Does it throw? Okay, that's a long time ago. But we also think he looks 55. <laughs> and he's younger than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I honestly think the freakiest thing about it is that Aaron Rodgers was years, two years longer than he was. Mace Crosby's in a weird time. I, I don't know. I, I can't. He's, a, Fox, he's an enigma. Man. He is an enigma. Um, a couple other things I have here. Um, Rodgers said prior to the game to whatever, the pregame interviews or whatever, that he got his toe immunized against the pain. <laughs> he is such a jackass, and I love it. He is a oh, jackass, man. Oh, here's the thing, though. I was saying this to, I think, my dad today. Thank God he's a jackass or 22 teams would have drafted him before the Packers. People yeah. forget that. Like, the people took Alex Smith because Aaron Rodgers' form was a little shaky and Alex Smith was Mr. Apple Pie. Mm-hmm. They're like, we have no personality issues and he's a, a consistent performer. Rodgers has more upside, but he's also a jackass. 49ers notoriously passed on him because of that. His personality issues. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, by the way. So, I don't know. That just blew my mind thinking about it of like, I don't, is he an asshole? Absolutely. Yeah. Why are we surprised? <laughs> That's the part that doesn't yeah. get me. I'm like, it was literally on his, it was his draft comp. Right. Yeah. He proved it right. Yeah. One of the few players to do that. Uh, I'll, the last thing I have, well, first off, I said, is Brady, is both Brady and Bill Belichick good? Like, is, I think that needs to be the storyline of the rest of the season because maybe both is true. And then I said, uh, I was listening, I can't remember which game. It was the, the the Colts Buccaneers one that Greg Olson was commentating for. Yeah. Greg Olson's a big gotta give credit guy. Like, <laughs> gotta give credit. Yeah, he said it no shortage of 52 times. <laughs> like, you know, gotta give him credit for this one, but blah blah blah. It's like, yeah. okay, I think thanks, Greg. Yeah. Also, put it on the poll. Does Gus Johnson have the thesaurus page for oh my god pulled up next <laughs> yeah. to it because over the weekend listening to him cover like college games it was like lordy lordy geez louise you've got to be kidding me like every expression yeah. one my time he said oh my goodness like he stretched <laughs> it out it's like what are we doing what are we doing like i get it i appreciate it but also he just like he won't say the same phrase twice. It's Never. fantastic. Yeah. Do you like Gus Johnson? Uh, he's grown on me. Yeah. Um, I have decided that, one, I never want to hear him in a college basketball game again. Yeah. I think that's – he used to do a few Badgers games every year. And I was like, 
too much in this, <laughs> in this 63 to 37 slobber knocker. I don't need you freaking out every time we attempt a three. Yeah. Um, and two, I think I'd like him best in games that I don't think I'm going to care about. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I completely agree. He's grown on me. It also seems like crazy things follow him. So whenever yeah. he's on a game, like, okay, I have to watch it because something crazy is going to happen. And he, yeah. to your point, is going to freak the shit out. Like, he's yeah. going to blow up. I will say, do you like him more? I think I like him more now that I realize that it's not an act. Yeah. Like, at first yeah. I was like, this guy's too much. And now that I listen to him, I'm like, bless his heart. He's just <laughs> like that. Like, it's like, okay, uh, that's just how he is. He's I still to be here. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite football commentator to listen to? Mm, commentator. I think I like, oh, man. I think I like Charles Davis the best. I really do like Charles Davis. He's not too much. Like he does, he gets a jo- the job done. I think he's funny. I think he's interesting, and yeah. I like who he's always paired with. Greg Olson's not bad though either. Really good. I heard a lot of people giving him a lot of credit this week. Um, people talk about him less. I still really like Tony Romo. Super hit or miss for me. Super hit or miss. The reason I like it is because I like when he misses. I like. <laughs> I up. love. We've talked about on the show. I love him and Jim Nance having side conversations. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> um, I just like that one this year until like the last two weeks, he's been cursed with the worst football games yeah. ever. So he gets super bored. Um, and two, I don't know. I, I kind of just like the fact that you can tell when he's trying and tell when he's not. I find that like yeah. kind of genuine. Yeah, I, I think he's legitimately just like, yeah having fun and just like screwing around the majority of the yeah, time. And I like, I like that. I also think he's a major prick and I think that comes yes. across sometimes as well. Absolutely. Think so too. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sorry. Major prick just made me think of, uh, for no reason today, Troy Aikman had a line where a, a wide receiver dropped the ball and he said, I, it was for the Rams and I don't know who it was, but whatever that guy's name was, he said, that's a classic that guy play. Like he said that sentence. <laughs> like he's like, he got in his own head. And I was like, we don't have to bury this poor kid. Oh, was their safety? He had oh. like an interception attempt. He's like, that's classic. That's that classic Ram safety. Always playing the ball too. I'm like, whoa, Troy. Like, geez, he just dropped a pick. We don't need to. Troy was odd one today. Cause he did the same thing with Van Jefferson when the ball bounced off his helmet. He's like, what are we? He's like, this is a professional wide receiver. Your job is to catch the ball and it hits off your face. I know, I know. So, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, sassy Troy. Sassy Troy, I like. Do we want to get to the, the mean potatoes of our podcast today? I think we should. This is a big segment, and I want you to introduce it because you came up with the concept. Yes. So first, we love to give uh, credit on the show. I was inspired by uh, the folks at John Boy Media, which is a huge... <laughs> Don't feel like I need to give them credit because they have millions of followers and we have less than that. Yeah. But um, not much. We're, we're closing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they do a lot of baseball content. Zach's favorite sport. Love it. Once I come up with my new tracking system for next year, it will be. We're going to pull you in. Okay. But uh, they do – one of the things I like about them is they do daily, like, new stuff, cover the sport. They also have a sub-channel on their YouTube that is just nonsense. And one of the things that I love the most on there is they do baseball lineups made up of random things in the universe. So they have done make your best baseball lineup out of the planets, make your best baseball lineup out of zoo animals. And I thought that is a good concept, one, for our show to do something nonsensical, but also 
begging to be plucked for football. Yeah. Um, So we're going to stick with offense. And what we're doing today is make your dream starting 11, heaven's 11, if you will. Mm. Oh, very good. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, thanks. My right brain just caught up with my left brain and it was like, we did it again. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, uh, Starting 11 on offense. If eventually down the road we got one again to defense, I'll be fine. We'll have to decide what scheme we're using. Of course, yeah. Four, four, of course. Um, But uh, yeah, the the best scheme. Uh, (laughs) But on offense, we are going to be putting, uh, for those of you not familiar, there are 12 months. So we are going to be taking 11 of those uh, each and putting them into our best starting spots. The one left over, I think we decided can either be our coach or equipment manager, or a flex player, whatever we decided. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are each going to be using the same uh, setup. So it's going to be three wide receivers. Uh, one of mine is a slot. I'm assuming you did something similar. Yes. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you've got a weird, I don't know, swinging gate lineup. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Then we've got five offensive linemen, one tight end, one running back, one quarterback. So pretty standard uh, pro setup. Mm-hmm. So with that said, we are going to start at, I just did tackles and guards. I don't know if you specifically I, went. I broke it down. You did? We're yeah. going to start at left tackle. Okay. Do you want me to start? Let's go. Let's see what you got. Okay. I forgot I took a picture of it, so I need to <laughs> find that. But left tackle was a pretty easy one for me. It, it just seemed obvious. So left tackle, Jake, I put August. Oh, why do you have August? Uh, see, August to me feels like like the dependable veteran. Yeah. You, you hope like they stick around a little bit longer, like just one more year, come back. You know they're going to be fine when they come back. It's like an Andrew Whitworth. Like yeah. he's 52 years old. Just one more. Come on. Like this is yeah. the year. Just keep coming back. Uh, we got rid of Jared Goff. <laughs> we got rid of Jared Goff. Please, Please come, come back. back. Yeah. So that's why I took August. That's fair. Um, my left tackle is going to be, I think, my biggest boy. Okay. One of my two big boys. Uh, you'll sense a theme here coming from my own line. But to start it off, it's only appropriate. It's it's only January. Um, I wanted, you know, the, the winter month seemed tough. Plus, it's the first of them. You have, like, the New Year's of, it seems like he has a lot of ambition. It seems like he'd be the guy who wants to match up against the other guy, the best guy on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a part, he's a drinker. I think he's the heaviest drinker on the O-line. That's fair. Um, but he's like work hard, play hard kind of guy. Uh, and I think he's just like when he was in middle school, people thought he was going to be a freak left tackle. Like he wanted to be a wide out and everyone's like, why don't you go learn how to block? Yeah. Like, so just a stud, just like farm strong. That's January. So he's like 8'2". He's out there. He's a big boy. Uh, my left guard next to January. I didn't pair these up, but oh, it's got to be this. I want... <laughs> my quick pulling guard next to January. I've got April. Okay. Uh, and I've got April out there. April, a little bit of a prankster. So I think him and <laughs> him in January have like a little fun dynamic of uh, the drinker. So of the fun, prankster. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that April is tougher than people give him credit for. I have him as like a, you know, in high school where it's like the giants and then there's the five, six guard and yeah. everyone's like, how do you get out there? But he just blindsides people. That's April. Okay. I think Gabriel's out there knocking heads. He's got to pr- something to prove, chip on the shoulder. So that's April. Jake, I also have April. 
I, it, it seemed too obvious. Yeah. Uh, to me, I said April is like he's ho- probably the most wholesome month. <laughs> That's uh, not, not flashy by any means. Uh, I wrote a very white month. <laughs> um, I, like you don't, you wouldn't expect it because they're so humble, so wholesome. Uh, yeah. You March Madness championship is in April, and you wouldn't know it because no one talks about That's it. Fair. Sometimes there's fucking Easter in April. Did you know that? Probably not. This year, Easter's in April. Didn't know. No one's bragging about it. Like it yeah. just comes, uh, does its job. Comes in, clocks in, clocks out. That's what April is. That's me. huge. I think it's a big, we should do like a golf clap or something when we get the same one. I think that's big. Uh, what do we got for the people? Oh, yeah. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. A macho beto, yeah. Who's your, the most important position, of course. Who's your center? Center. And this one, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was getting down to, I'm like, who should we pair in there? But you know what? I think this makes sense. I have February. Uh, yeah. Yeah shortest month like it's not gonna get in the throw-in lanes like just it's stocky quick like just gets the job done like we don't need to overthink you can hide a lot of weaknesses in the middle at center and uh april or february we know what to expect it's gonna be valentine's bullshit the entire time uh (laughs) we're getting in between uh january march getting into uh, college basketball uh before the trickiest shit happens so very dependable month to me that's a good one. I thought a lot about putting February in that spot. Wait, I went a different direction with February when we get to it. Okay. But center was actually the first position I okay. filled out. I think December is a center, man. Everything's happening. Uh, everyone's looking forward to December all year. All the pressure's on their shoulders, and they have their shit together. <laughs> everyone's looking forward to it, and it never misses. It's consistent. People know it is. Uh, one, I just like, I'm not going to lie, I like the visual of a young Santa Claus as my <laughs> center. Okay. So just a jolly, the fat jolly center, for sure. Um, but way smarter than people are like, oh, look at the big, fat, happy kid. And he's like, by the way, I'm in Calculus 5. And he's just <laughs> like snapping, calling all the signals. Yeah. So I like that idea. I like that he's got a lot going on. Um, plus, as we're getting into the rest of my line, uh, I, you may notice that I'm going with a bit of a winter theme here for mm-hmm. the online. December seemed like the captain of the winters. so That's very true. So that seemed right there. Um, going into that with guard, I was like, okay, my strong side guard, I wanted someone who was feisty, who was fierce, who was going to be probably my fighter in the group. Mm-hmm. Only went with March, okay. my, my Irishman. I want him out there. First of all, my, my line can drink, man. That's very true. Uh, yeah, not, not sure that needs to be a requirement, but they <laughs> but they can put it back. Um, I pictured March as like one lot of tattoos. Uh, two, uh, I think he wants them to run the ball behind him every play. Like I think it's like he considers himself like we have the hardest winters, but oh by the way, it could also be spring. Like we can do a little bit of all. It's the pass. It's the run. What do you want to do? True. true. Um, yeah, I think he, like, is he spring, is he winter, kind of like that feisty mentality. But, yeah, I think that's where I'm going with that. For mine, like, I want, to your point, I want a lot of power. I think that should be, yeah. like, a bulldozer on the offensive mm-hmm. line really should be right guard. And I want the scariest guy. And when I think of scary, I think of October. <laughs> I didn't know where to put him. I didn't know where to put Spooktober. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he's going to just get it done. 
eating a bunch of obviously Halloween candy is going to pack on the pounds. But yeah, to your point, like, let's just fucking go. Run right behind me. We're going to yeah. go cause a ruckus. That's what October oh. is for me. But then moving over one more to finish up the offensive line at right tackle, Jake, it's November. And I think this was one of the most obvious for me. Uh, just It's just such a long month. Like, it just seems like November, like, it's very, like, again, you know what to expect. It just seems like a right tackle. And yeah. by the way, if November went to college, it would have been to Iowa. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no doubt about corn it. Fed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, corn fed, uh, lots of stuff and lots of gravy. We're here to go. Uh, Brian Bulaga, Tristan Wirf type. Uh, yeah. yeah, November is is a right tackle. There's no doubt about it. Zach, hit the music. November's a right tackle. Oh, yeah. I So, first of all, this my line when I was setting up, I was spent a long time on the guards, but right away I was like, December's my center, and we've got the big hosses of January and November evening it out. Because in my head, January's always been big. Like, he was the, like, freak of nature tall kid. True. And November's been spending every Thanksgiving, like, <laughs> eating every turkey he can get his hands on, yeah. and now he's finally got the poundage. Um, I also agree that I think, like, He's the first real winter month. Like, I think he's got that tough mentality of, like, here we go. For sure. Man, let's get into it. So, yeah, for sure. I think you hit the nail on the head of November. So, that's good there. Do we want to go to tight end next? That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, tight end. Oh, I. your arguments for uh, October... Very, I couldn't decide between March and October on either of these. I think, mm. where do I want my scariest player? I want George Kittle. I want <laughs> my scary tight end out there. Um, I want defenses to come up to him and try and trash talk, and he just responds like, I know where your parents live. Like, I want I – mean, no one knows what's happening. Does he try and practice? Who knows? Um, he he's, Nails are black. He's painted them that way. Some of them are bruised. Um, eats a lot of candy. He's a big guy, but a little more finesse than you would think. He's still got that fall, you know, finesse. True. So he's a football player through and through. That's also what I thought of with October was like s- such a football mom. So I was like tight end. He's a Mike Ditka. That's probably Mike Ditka is my tight end this October. Okay. <laughs> Mike Ditka is your tight end of choice. Yeah. Uh, my tight end. I have December here. And it's good. It, a gifted player, well-rounded uh, not flashy, well, it's very flashy. You know what you're going to get though with December. Like yeah. we know it's Christmas. And by the way, December is here. Like they're going to make themselves fucking known to the point that December <laughs> starts three months early. Yeah. Like it's, it's the Travis Kelsey. It's the George Kittle. Like, Oh, they walk in the room. Oh, guess what? December's here, baby. <laughs> they're going to be walking around strut the entire time. Uh, that's and by the way, drug the entire time too. That's true. Inviting yeah. themselves to November's parties. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like, it's my birthday. And December's like, no, it's not. It's nope. December's party. Bad time again. Let's go. <laughs> that is great. Oh, that's so good. Do you want to bounce to one of the wide receivers next? Yeah. Let's go through our three wide receivers. First one for me, I have July. And this one seemed obvious. And my only description, and I I don't think you can argue it, July seems like it's from South Florida. (laughs) Like, it's just they've been running in the hot, humid heat nonstop, chasing gators, chasing dogs, like what they do all down there all the time. Like, July is going to come in. They're going to work their ass off. They're going to run by everybody. That's what July is. Oh, that's really good. That is really good. Is July your, like, you don't have to give me wide out one or two, but is it your slot or one of your edge? Uh, outside wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Burner. 
Burner. Agreed. Um, same mentality, but not July. I've got June. I've got June on the edge. I'd like first month where it gets really hot. Like I, I speed. Yeah. June might be my fastest month. You know, uh, he's sure. on the edge. Um, I think June for me was like my pure athletic wide out. I think he's my kick returner. Yeah. You know, for sure. June's out there. Like people are starting the party, but it's also where like, you know, school's wrapping up. Like June's got that little last part of like business mentality. Like he's the first one into the gym. Like yeah. he's athletic, but he, he works on it too. So I like that for June. Um, yeah, there may be, you know, good guy Tyree Kill out there. Yeah. For so June. Fast. For some, so fast. So fast. My other outside wide out. I'm very curious what you're going to say about this. Okay. I've got February on the other side. And here's why. Lover boy. I couldn't get over <laughs> Valentine's Day, like you said, the lovey-dovey part. And I love the idea of, like, the cheerleader's boyfriend is February, sure. and he's out there, and all of his brothers are on the O-line, all of his other winter months. I want him to be Mike Evans in my head, <laughs> just, like, a huge guy out there. Maybe J.J. Watt in high school, like he's playing wide out. But I think the big thing is, like, good fundamentals. Like, big guy, but good route runner. Isn't going to blow people away like June. Sure. Um, but could be a tight end, maybe in a different scheme. But just a little, you know, he's a lover boy. Yeah. It's just a little too much. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Every play he gets up in points, like he just got the first down, like he's Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he's out there. He's the one on the sidelines when you do one positive play. He starts pumping up the crowd. Yeah. His hands go up in the air. That's February. Very good. Uh, my other outside wide receiver is March. Oh, it's good. And every wide receiver core needs a head case. And that's, <laughs> that's March. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, obviously March Madness is top of the mind there, uh, but March in honesty, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get ever. Like yeah. it could be warm. It could be snowing. Uh, like I said, with March Madness, there's also like, uh, there's snowstorms. But sometimes you get fucking Easter in March. Like it, yeah. we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. And, Maybe they'll kick a kicking net. Like, you don't know what, like, yeah. it's for sure the Odell Beckham of the months. And you need that. <sighs> that's really good. They're going to be screaming at my quarterback to get him the ball. And that's totally cool. Yeah. They're Irish. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Think of Conor McGregor out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, now by slot. And this one was also one of the first ones I put there. Wow. It's May. Uh, May is... To be completely honest, basically what the first went first one in, last one out, hardest worker, uh, lunch pail kind of guy. Like they're just gonna get the job done. And by the way, they'll go over the uh, the middle for a slant and get their head taken off. They'll put their body yeah. on the line. May's just a hard worker, and that's what I want <laughs> out of my slot. Oh, uh, hit the music, Zach. We've got May in the slot. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish that up. Oh yeah, <laughs> that seems right for me. Yeah. I'm, Riddle me this. Why does May feel like it's the shortest month? Like, in height. Like, For sure, yeah. <laughs> May is the short guy. Because yeah. um, I love that you had it in there and had it as, like, one of your first picks. Because yeah, it was my last oh, really? feeling. And it was, like, this or, like, the month that I had ended up not being in the lineup. So I was like, oh, this one feels like it has to be in the lineup. But I was like, it's a slot. Yeah. I like what you said, and I agree, that it is really scrappy. Yeah. Um, first of all, white. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Like, it's Wes Walker. Yes. Um, Danny Amendola, probably. Julian Edelman. Like, yeah, any, pick any page. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, all of them. Danny Amendola. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think the best part about May in the slot is still got that tough guy, like, in Wisconsin. Could be a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But also, it's May Day. Like, yeah. May is a boomer bust player. Like, going to get a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust slot routes. And all of a sudden, whoa, what's this wheel route action? May's all of a sudden in the end zone wide yeah. open. So, I think May's going to do a lot of the dirty work. Going to sure. get your other guys open. A lot of screens. A lot of, like, uh, blocking out for other wide receivers. But he's he's doing the hard work for February and June out on the edge, you know. May also sneaks up on you. That's true. Like, like yeah. you're in April, you're having a good time. Like, oh, it's spring, things are coming up, and pop, May. <laughs> also, is it summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on? Ear hold, yeah. Yeah, then boom, it's 60 yards downfield. It's yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how is he so far behind our good safeties? Um, I love that for May. Uh, my running back now. Mm. I don't need to check. I don't need to check my list because I know who it is. It's only bloody Mr. Football itself. It's September. Ooh, okay. Uh I just thought that I was having a hard time where to put September. But one, it feels so football to me, like right up there with like October and August. Um, But also, oh my God, it goes by so quick. Like I feel like September hits and it's like, one, it hits you because all of a sudden things start again. Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, football's back on. School's here. Uh, The summer's over. And I feel like that's how the defenses feel. Yeah. Like, it's like we're having a good time. Oh, my God, September just dropped a 40-yard bomb on us. Like, he's running past all of us. So, I really like that for September. I also think he's got the grit mm. of a tougher month because he could get cold at the end of it, but he's still got that summer speed. Sure. So, that's why I went with September as the halfback. I think we just – it was a difference of playing styles because yeah. for my running back, I went June. You went speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legitimately, all I said on the, my list was name a faster month. Like it's <laughs> it's here and it's gone. Yeah. To your point, also true. kick returner for sure. Like that yeah. blinding speed. Yeah. Here and gone. Uh, do you want to do uh, quarterback or do you want, do we want to do the twelfth one, uh, the one not on the field? I say we do quarterback because then it'll reveal our twelfth one. Gotcha. So for mine is just the good old boy. Uh, probably has a little southern twang. Uh, like, oh, come on, boys, let's get in the huddle. Uh, Peyton Manning type of thing, massive forehead. Uh, <laughs> son of a coach, September. Yeah, so here good. to play, son of a coach. Like, yeah, they're gonna do everything by the book the right yeah. way. D- don't get in trouble. Hey, everyone, in bed by nine o'clock, big game tomorrow. That's what September is to me. Oh, my God. You can't tell me that Archie is in August and pain September. For That's sure. so good. That's such a good call. Oh, I do like that. I do, like you said, difference in styles because I do like the still like the idea of September being like the small town running back yeah. who somehow breaks 12 tackles on a play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at quarterback, I think you might be forgetting something because I was surprised to hear this mentioned earlier because I thought we were going to match up on this for sure. Okay. I've got July at quarterback. Because okay. of fireworks, baby. It is the gun show. Is yeah, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Is he? He's not out here kissing babies and shaking hands. No, no, no. He's pointing at the D backs. He he's athletic because sure. it's summer and it's fast. Uh, so he's just deciding how he wants to do it to you. He does not like to throw the cutoff a lot. 
he only does it if he knows they're going to the house, you know? So yeah. he pump, he pulls the Aaron Rodgers and pump fakes when there's no one in the end zone just to keep the D-backs on their toes. You know, he's out there. He wants to throw it on third and one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every play. Uh, you're going to have to take the ball out of his hands. His favorite play is a QB sneak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's faked, uh, uh, clocking the ball before Yeah, for sure. Fake spiked it. Um, that's July, you know, and the town hates to love him. I feel like his hometown in high school was like, God, just throw it away. Oh, another touchdown. (laughs) Classic July. So that's there. And then leading that for all the same reasons you mentioned earlier, August is my coach. Okay. The old vet. You know, he had his time. Like, summer has passed. You know, sure. he had his time in the sun. But football is the love of his life. Like, he's getting things started. He's getting back in That's there. One. Big fundamentals guy. Oh, yeah. Is August. I like to think that sept- in my lineup, September and July are his twin kids. And <laughs> one is the king of fundamentals at running back. And July is sleeping with all the neighbor's kids. <laughs> Sorry, took that analogy a little too far, but you know what I mean. You're right there. You've you've pictured someone in your hometown, people. So there it is. But yeah, August is my head coach. Uh, To your point, so your quarterback at July is Lamar Jackson, and mine, Mm -hmm. like I said, September is Peyton Manning. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Two very good. And August, it's very good for a coach. For my coach is January. Uh, a very raw, raw type of month. A lot of cliches going on in yeah, January. Yeah. Well, what's your New Year's resolution? Like, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff like That's that. That's so good. Oh, by the way, January, pretty useless month. Let's completely mm-hmm. be honest. Like, the big thing is New Year's Day. Not as good as New Year's Eve. That's still in December. That's the drunk tight end who's catch, yeah. blowing people up. <laughs> January sucks. And uh, that's our coach. Like, hey, you know what? We'll win despite our coach. It's all good. But big football month. Yeah, yeah, it's a big football month. A lot of things going on. Uh, it's college championships. Uh, a lot of the NFL playoffs. It looks good. It looks good, and you know maybe that's a Mike McCarthy type of thing. Super Bowl champion. Uh, is he a good coach? No, but you know what? He's, he's we went very different routes with our coaches, but I like it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, was January any good when he used to play in your lineup? Um, he was good, never the best. Yeah, I think that's fair. Did he play in college? Uh, he was all right. He, he was a four-star coming out, and he didn't probably didn't really live up to the hype. But I got to say, like, it comes down to opportunities, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he just didn't have the right coach. If the coach played him more, he would have been better. Yeah. We did it, Zach. We've only got our lineups listed there. Tell us what you think. You know, tweet Zach. Yeah. Send letters to Hannah. <laughs> said said what you think to Hannah Bruner at Elkmont High School. Yeah. I would school. like to yeah, I would like <laughs> I would like people to tweet what they want their lineups to be for the months. I think yes. I, I like that different mentalities of what the teams are gonna be. That's the good part about it. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Well, there's some wrong answers. There are some wrong Give answers. Give us other ideas for uh lineups like yeah. what you want us to do uh again we can do defense or offense if you want us to do months for defense let us know i was thinking we were good. in my mind like we're gonna match half of these i think that would have been good but i'm you know so what, what we matched come? i'm actually surprised on what we matched like i said i didn't think of september qb which was good um but i thought we were gonna match on july because of fireworks but we matched may in the slot yeah which, which is I, so obvious it's so obvious um, we matched 
November. We mentioned right November tackle. at right tackle. From Iowa. Which is, yes, stellar. Yeah. Um, for sure. I'd like that we both were like, not the left tackle. No. But he's the sturdy. You're running right off of his tailbone, man. Yeah. Um, and did we also march on April, match on April as a guard? Oh, yeah, left guard. Yeah, left guard. That's <laughs> That was another good one. Prankster. Yeah. yeah. Prankster, left guard. Big trap blocker. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know what you want us to do next for lineups. Uh, that's a fun one. That's, that's going to be something we do going forward. I think I like that a lot. I like it a lot, too. Um, should we end just by discussing college football a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. So I know you're more uh, following college football than me. And especially now that Wisconsin lost and isn't in the Big Ten <sighs> Championship, boy, do I not give a fucking shit about college football. I'm excited to see what happens. But this was such a random week. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin lost to Minnesota to knock into the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. That will be Iowa, number 16 Iowa getting there. And, oh, by the way, Jake, Michigan's back, baby. Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> here to play. I've always said Jim Harbaugh, probably the best college coach in the country, Jake. Is there anything more annoying than him getting interviewed after the game? Like, what does this mean to you? And he said, I knew, I always knew we could do it. <laughs> is the most annoying answer. It, I hate that he, his mentality is like, I really need to convince people that I'm surprised we haven't done it already. Yeah. Like, whereas everyone back home is like, oh my God, he did it. And he's like, you didn't think we were going to win? Yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I feel like you've been there. Yeah. Um, so, one... There's a new heel in the dance, baby. I couldn't believe that Ohio State looked like the face going down here. Yeah. Um, first of all, good game for Oregon. It really reminded us that Oregon, you know, beat them in Ohio State. So mm -hmm. uh, that no longer matters, which is another heel move for Michigan. Um, snow was coming down. Somehow when they stormed the field at the end, it looked like there was way more people on the field than the entire state of Michigan. Yeah. So that was, one. first of all, this isn't a political statement, just a fact. Since Corona, seeing that many people in one spot just made me twitch a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not like, should they do it, should not look fun. Yeah. Just like if I was there, I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like the walls are closing in. So uh, that made me feel a little claustrophobic. Uh, big weekend for field storming. Uh, yeah. Every game was a field storm. By the way, PJ Fleck in Minnesota can kiss my ass. God, yeah. Uh, which is, if you're a Minnesota fan listening to this, it probably thrills you that the Wisconsin fan is so peeved. But they're storming the field. PJ Fleck, with the game one, challenged the first down and then kissed the dirt when he got it right with one minute left in a two score game. Um, and then as they stormed the field, they played jump around. So I hope when we play Minnesota next year, we win by 92. Yeah. Um, and for a game where they didn't go, it was a spoiling game, right? Like they played it just to spoil our yeah, exactly. season. So just wanted to mention that a little bit because it did, oh, it did frost my oats, man. It was <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. This is a kid's show. Yeah. Um, but um, I was trying to think of any cereal. I almost said frost my grits, and that didn't make any sense. Um, I've got Dan Campbell on the brain. But um, uh, Georgia won. Uh, so here's for those who passively follow college football or don't at all, what it is looking like the four going into championship Sunday next week with the conference championships. Looks like it is going to be Georgia, then Cincinnati, then Michigan with one loss. Uh, Cincinnati and Georgia, the only two undefeated. 
Uh, then it's Michigan, uh, who plays Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. And then it is Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. The faces <laughs> of college football. Who barely beats Auburn in overtime. I was watch. I watched the fourth quarter and then the overtimes, which I guess is the only thing I need yeah. to watch. <laughs> in my mind, and tell me if you feel the same. Yes, watching it, and they had to come back in the fourth quarter to tie yeah. it and then win in overtime. This win in overtime over a now six and six Auburn team, yeah, felt like a good win for the boys. <laughs> felt like a really good win for it the tie. Um, Here's the, the, what people are saying about the SEC is who have either of these teams beat, which at this point, like Alabama has some games that look great because people aren't used to seeing them win close. And Saban got a great promo yeah, this week so about good. stop giving us crap for winning games close, which I will say is true. But I think the point is that in years past, people will have gone, who cares if Alabama win, loses three times? They're still Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should do that this year. Like no. <laughs> it hasn't been that good. So, um, I think, you know, next week when they play Georgia, I think if they lose, they're out. I think so. Yeah. Um, so that is very interesting. Um, the teams that are outside looking in, this is the big thing I want to talk about. We have a very baby face team in the Oklahoma State Cowboys, the outlaws. Uh, the, uh, go poke. They are on the outside looking in. Um, they're going to be your five seed. Uh, there will be people calling for them to beat Cincinnati in um, no matter what, which, I mean, you just have to put Cincinnati in. Uh, but, of course, yeah. on the <laughs> – do you? Do you really? Yeah. Uh, on the outside of that looking in is Notre Dame, uh-huh. which you can't – Brian Kelly's just if, – if it was a bar window – he would like there'd just be a foggy, <laughs> like a foggy bubble on the glass of like, does that guy want to come in? Yeah. He does. He does want you to let him in. Um, no one invited him, but he very much would like to sit at the bar. He'd say his name, he'd be like, oh me? Yeah, no, I didn't know <laughs> oh. that I was invited. Um, I, I, I guess if you really want yeah, me to. I do love the idea. Such a heel move that like I still like the idea that Cincinnati doesn't know they're a bad guy, but because they have Notre Dame in their corner. Yeah, they're a bad guy. Like their biggest advocate is Notre Dame being like, you have to respect Cincinnati. What a team! Yeah, <laughs> they're our only loss. Shouldn't anyone who lost to the great Cincinnati also yeah. be in the playoff? Yeah. Um, so I think that's very interesting because I don't think uh, Notre Dame gets in <laughs> ever, ever, no. <laughs> ever, um, because they're currently ranked behind Oklahoma State. I yeah. do think, like, the Big 12's been trashed this year. Like, Oklahoma State's big win has been other teams in the Big 12 and now Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> who has two losses. So, it's like, uh, I think you could, like, if you were, you know, if you were non-biased, I think you could put Notre Dame over Oklahoma State. I don't think anyone have a problem with that. But someone in the top four has to lose next week. I think we get chalk if everyone wins. Um, well, not everyone can win. Uh, sorry. We get chalk if Alabama beats Georgia. I think those four stay. Yeah, I agree. But here's my most interesting pitch. This is just me being an asshole. Who is Georgia beat? <laughs> really? Yeah. So if Alabama kills them, which yeah. is what I want to happen. Get them out. Get them out. They've got one loss to a team that lost to Jimbo Fisher. I don't want to see a rematch. No. Yeah. No one does. <laughs> Except for Notre Dame and Cincy round two. That would be hilarious if we get the one team that's beat Notre Dame. 
and them, but not a rematch of Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So for that humor, I think that'd be good. Or just bring a new bring a new person to the dance. Bring an Oklahoma State. Yeah, why not? We need an Oklahoma team to get blown out. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not yeah. it's not January. What exactly. am I supposed to do on New Year's if I don't have an Oklahoma blowout? So I think that's interesting. Uh, Ohio State has no route in. No, and I love it. Yes, that's they, awesome. they went to the dead end road, and their car died. <laughs> yes, um, I do think. Uh, just to do a really quick rundown, obviously the Georgia Alabama game, one of those teams is going to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, Georgia's going to stay in if they lose. Alabama will be out uh, if they lose that. I would think. But why? Uh, you know what is weird? Their death knell is the fact that Ohio State isn't in it. Yeah. So at the very least, Ohio State would make it in before Alabama did uh, with their two losses because they don't play next week. So that's weird. But I don't listen. I don't think it's impossible that Michigan or Cincinnati lose next week. Oh, no. I mean, Michigan... Doesn't put, it feel like yeah. Jim Harbaugh just spent all of his <laughs> magic yes. on this game? Yes. Like, first of all, I will be the only one in the Big Ten cheering for Michigan. Because I hope Iowa dies in a, <laughs> a fiery death at the hands of Jim Harbaugh. I want him to get stopped. I don't know why. We've we've gone down this road before. I don't want Iowa ending the season as the great conquerors. I don't want them to be like, see, we told you we were good. Yeah, that's the, fair. Purdue was a fluke. I don't want that. I don't want that to be a thing. So um, I would actually be happy if Michigan lost too. But that's a win-win for me. Cincinnati plays a Houston team who has not lost in a long time. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm rooting so hard against Cincinnati. How? Dude, how tragic would it be if Cincinnati got this close? Oh, it'd be beautiful. It, <laughs> chef's kiss. I love it. And then Notre Dame gets it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, first of all, I think Brian Kelly is going to storm the field during the Houston game and hit the Houston quarterback in the back of the head with a chair. The Houston quarterback? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they need them to go down. Oh, They okay. need Cincinnati to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame's only hope is that Oklahoma State loses next week and that uh, there are shenanigans between uh, that Alabama loses or somehow Michigan and Alabama lose. That's Notre Dame's hope. What if? Oh, my God. What if two through four lose? What do we do? <laughs> we would get, if two through four lose, um, that's very interesting because you would still get a Big Ten team. So Oklahoma State, no, 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 no. They will not put Iowa in there. There's no, no chance. No. We will Th- not they'll put there. Ohio State in. Because they'll only uh, have two losses. I disagree. I think they keep Alabama. And I think they move oh, Oklahoma so State and Notre Dame in. Um, yeah, probably. Because as weird as it is, Cincinnati losing DQs Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so weird. But like. So I actually think the most interesting thing is what if only Georgia and Cincinnati win? Like Michigan and Alabama lose. Do you get Oklahoma State and Notre Dame then? Or do Probably. you or do you throw because after them on the current rankings is Ohio State and Ole Miss, which it just makes me nervous that the committee is leaving Ohio State up there. Why are they up there? <laughs> if not <laughs> To sneak in, because Ole Miss is also, like, what? So now you put in another SEC team? That feels weird. They're showing Jim, Jim Harbaugh's rearview mirror. It's like, Ohio State's still here. <laughs> Don't lose. 
But then it comes into Oregon's going, we have two losses as well, and we beat Ohio State. So, um, by the way, still in the rankings, they have the same number of losses, and Ohio State is is three seeds above Oregon. But Stanford. But Stanford, it's so bad. They're yeah. so bad. They're so the bad. worst team in football history. So I think college football, I can't wait to revisit this next week and see what the hell happened. It could go. The best part is that Alabama and Georgia are playing each other. Because there's, yeah. there's no, like you said earlier when I misspoke, there's no way the top four stay the same. The very least we get a flip between one and four. What do you think happens if they go to overtime and then Alabama loses? Um. Oklahoma State gets in. As weird as that is, um, I, it is sad. But that's just because, and it's not because of the Georgia loss. They would point to the <laughs> Texas A&M hasn't done anything. So that loss just looks bad, and the SEC hasn't been good. I think that's what you need to do. But there will be people clamoring for Bama. But Bama hasn't looked. It's not like Bama's entering the game at, like, number one. Like, Bama needed their prestige from last year to start the season. The prestige. I say that Alabama's the face, so they might... (laughs) We need our hero. I feel like this is shaping up to just be unfair for Alabama, Jake. And maybe that's just me. Like, I just think Alabama's getting too much shit. Like, what are we doing? Give them a chance. I would love... They deserve a chance. the, The most perfect scenario would be Alabama barely loses in quadruple overtime. Yeah. Somehow Notre Dame hops Oklahoma State. Like Oklahoma State barely beats Baylor. And so somehow Bama falls out and Notre Dame gets in. Saban's going to kill Brian Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Which I would pay money to see, Chip. Put that at the halftime show. (laughs) Not going to wrestle. Listen, this is shaping up. Like we said before, there's a lot of bad guys in this swamp. Not a lot of good guys. Right now with the top four... The only team I want to see win is Bama. I don't want – because Cincinnati's not going to, and they're a pretender. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine – I almost just threw up in my mouth thinking of Jim Harbaugh winning the whole thing. And Georgia, pretender. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. I kind of want to see Jim Harbaugh win the whole thing. I just want to see what he oh, does. man. It's going to be comedy. That's – and you know what will happen then? I was going to go – could have been us. <laughs> well, we lost to the champions. <laughs> we lost to the champions, so we're clearly the best. Yeah. And Purdue will go, damn right you did. <laughs> it was us. That's right. Um, and then Wisconsin will go, but we beat Purdue. And Minnesota will go, which makes us. Ah, oh, damn it. That's champions. a good. P.J. Fleck will. I can see P.J. Fleck being like, if only we were in it. We were playing our best football at the end. Fuck. I hate. There is uh, There's nobody in college, in sports, I think, that I dislike more than P.J. Fleck. That's saying something. I know. And when I said that, I visualized LeBron James on your body. It, <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate. I don't Sorry, I just got me, my blood boiling. I dislike him. So I like much. PJ Fleck way less than okay. LeBron James. Okay. Sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> I worded that really weird. Um, I'm trying to think of... Join us next week for top five worst... Uh, let me rephrase it. Bottom five college coaches in terms of likability. Because okay. there is that's that's a that's a slugfest for who I dislike <laughs> the least out of college football coaches. Yeah. The the short list of top three I could like PJ Fleck, Brian Kelly, and Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo's uh, the worst. 
and Urban Meyer, who I still Yeah, know. he's still a college coach for sure. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and now uh, the USC coach. Lincoln Riley, yeah. <laughs> the dude is scared of the SEC. Congratulations, dude. You get to go to the Pac-12 and beat up on toddlers some more. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It, welcome to the USC now perennially being in the top 10 again, by the way, for no reason. There'll be a one-loss top 10 team. It does help the big it, – it helps the Pac-12. Can people also not clearly see what Cliff Kingsbury's, like, agent is doing? Because as soon as he's God is like – uh, Oklahoma's interesting Cliff Kingsbury. Is he or is Cliff Kingsbury's contract up with the Cardinals next year and he would like an extension while his team's fucking good? Yeah. Like, it's the most obvious thing of all Coach time. Coach of the year. Let's talk about NBA, Jake. <laughs> okay, this is a big week. This is... I keep saying, this is the biggest week NBA has had of the season, Jake. And... We talked about how this week we're putting two more teams into the NBA playoffs. But first, well, first, let's just talk about the Western Conference team, the Western Conference representative. And just to talk about how great our method is, the Western Conference uh, representative from last season, the Phoenix Suns are in the playoffs now, Jake. 10-0 and over their last 10 games. Yeah. 10 straight. They've earned it. They have earned it. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets interesting. We need to figure out what the tiebreakers are because oh. there's two teams tied in the East over their last 10. So do we want it to be who has the most MVP votes so far? Which team? Mm-hmm. Do we want it to be who which team had their uh, uh, last win most recently? Mm-hmm. Or do we want something else? What do we think of? I like both of those. But the first thing I thought of when you asked that question was uh, – Either most wins to that point. Seems too easy. Or the most wins in the previous period. I know we're only in the second. Okay. But it, that could favor, like, it favors the hot team, you know? Yes. So I don't know if we want that to be the tiebreaker of, like, cause since this is a, you know, we want to get the best teams playing right now. At mm-hmm. least that gives us a sense of, like, okay, they have the best record most recently. I, or do we want to, which team had the most recent MVP? I don't want it to be overall record. Let's do most recent MVP feels the most chaotic. Okay. Um, what do we do if they haven't had one? I know then, that, then it would be the secondary tiebreaker, and then we could decide on what that is. I'm telling you right now, both teams yes, that we're currently talking about around. have had MVPs. Um, I say we do... <laughs> no, um, I think we do. Um, <laughs> which of their coaches has the first name alphabetically? Let's just go oh. chaos. First name. First name. Okay. What's? I don't know what the what the first name is. <laughs> do we do last names? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you'll know who it is. So we're talking about two teams. Oh, wait, I'm, I was thinking of a different team. I don't know who coaches the other team. So we will educate ourselves here. So Charlotte Hornets coach. Oh, my gosh. The Charlotte Hornets have had that good of a stretch. James Borrego? <laughs> who is James, this guy? Who's stuck on the court? <laughs> who is this guy? We need to do a deep dive really quick. As we do some search. Jay- Since 2018? 
Dude, Jay's not going to get it done. <laughs> I just want to point out, he's got a very middle-of-the-road name. Okay. What's the Bucks? Mike. <laughs> got it. James got it done. So, he's just got it done. So, the Charlotte Hornets, 8-2 and two over their last uh, 10, Jake. Charlotte Hornets in the playoffs for the, uh, whoops, for the East. And by the way, there are a lot of tiebreakers that would have sided with the Hornets. Most recent MVP, spoiler alert, uh, would have got them in. Most recent win, however, the Bucks won today, so yeah. they would have been in. So there's, yeah, So, but congratulations. I, I just like the idea of a tiebreaker that will always work. Well, we have multiple tiebreakers, Jake. The NFL has multiple tiebreakers, and I the just, NFL is the biggest league in the world. I just want the audience to know that to illustrate the point that we could have multiple <laughs> tiebreakers, Zach clicked on his spreadsheet and dragged down to the menu so that I could see that there were multiple boxes open. I'm not sure if you look below this <laughs> box, Jake, but there's a second. Yes. A number to one and two already. Yeah. I, I, I could quite easily add a three and a four to this list as well. There's Try a, me. There's a lot of room here. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Visual aids are everything. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I love this format. One, I want a real league to do this where we don't. The, um, the Eau Claire Express, which is an amateur level baseball team, uh, it's like three rungs below the pros. So they're future pro players. A lot are in majors. They have it where there's a champion of the first half of the season and a champion of the second half, and they play to win the whole season. So you could have a trash. The funniest thing to me is that you could play out of your mind before July, and then suddenly in October get a call of like, you're in. <laughs> like, you haven't played good at all. And they do that because their players are constantly, like, leaving. Yeah. But I like the idea that the NBA is just like, one, it makes, they basically do the same thing with All-Stars. I saw this argument online the other week that, like, it is very weird to me that things like Hall of Fame or, like, anything that deals with a player's legacy, they always mention All-Stars. Yeah. And, like, just hearing someone, I always knew it, but hearing someone out loud be like, what if those people had terrible second halves of that season? I was like, shit. Or, like, really good ones. I think that's the scarier thing of, like, yeah. that's the more important part of the season, arguably, because you're getting closer to the playoffs, and it's like, that's not rewarded. Right. Except in our model. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love the idea. Hey. One, I love the idea that the Hornets are in. No matter what happens they now, the Hornets it. are in. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it keeps the Bucks hunting. Hey. Keep, it's deer yeah. hunting season. <laughs> Reverse. It is? It is? Yeah. Keep you hungry. Keep you, you know, keep bettering yourself. Just because you were the champion last year doesn't mean you're automatically in this year. You have to earn it. And the yeah. Hornets earned it, and that's great for them. <laughs> that's all I can say about that. That is great for James Barreco. It's 2018. He forgave the head coach. What? I disagree. <laughs> is that possible? I. He was one of Pop's assistants, apparently. Twice. He was there from 2003 to 2010, too. What the hell, man? I don't... I Yeah. Okay. First of all, I don't think we pay a lot of attention to the Hornets. So, no, they, obviously. Good thing they're in the playoffs this year. We'll get to see them on we'll a national stage. We'll get to see them a lot more. Can't wait to see more from James Barrico. LaMelo yeah, Ball, Terry Rozier. Yeah. Others. That team is playing well. Yeah. Gordon Hayward. Who doesn't want more Gordon Hayward? That's true. Perhaps his ankles. But yes, yes. Sorry, too soon? <laughs> too soon, Jake. From 2018? Okay. Okay. Let's talk about next the MVP. 
No, no, let's talk about let's talk about the champion because MVP. Okay. Just uh, spoiler alert: it gets spicy. It, it was a wild week of basketball, <laughs> but uh, champion here uh, getting champions votes. It was less uh, chaotic. Uh, we talked about how the Hawks last week were the reigning champs. They ended up winning four games in a row, and that is extremely impressive. They almost made the playoffs. <laughs> Not quite, but they almost did better luck in three weeks when we put another team in. And we talked about the game of the week that they played the Grizzlies, former yeah. NBA champion. Jake, you know what it was? It was a statement game to the Hawks. <laughs> they beat them by 32 points. Wow. Blowout. John Morant, who? Like, Trey Young was the... Uh, the Poor the, John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, he may not have played, by the way. He's hurt. Uh, yeah. But um, Trey Young is the villain we need. And yeah. he, he's doing it right now. But however, they lost on Saturday. And they lost to the New York Knicks. So the Knicks are the current champions. The Knicks play this week. It's going to be an exciting one. Um, Someone tell Spike Lee he's going to be ecstatic. <laughs> the Knicks, congratulations. This is the most success you've had <laughs> since uh, Patrick Ewing, probably. Yeah, at least. Even then they were. Yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> random smack talk on the Knicks. Take I that. did. I did see a really random moment when like Mello went back there this weekend. He got a standing O. Yeah, he's been back there, right? Like that a was lot. a long. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That felt really weird. Is he dying? He also looked around like, "Am I okay? <laughs> like, did they know something that I don't know? I got uh, ten more years left. <laughs> what are they doing? Have you seen that commercial? I'm a cult. <laughs> Just gonna go to Utah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was weird. But big. Big game for the Knicks, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about it. I'm happy to see another team in the Eastern Conference get into the race here for NBA champion. Um, it just kind of dawned on me. It seems a little bit... What's the word? Like, what? why are we doing this? <laughs> oh, my God, Zach. Did you just have an existential crisis? Oh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't doing any of this? Why did we do this show? Um, oh my God, calm down. I was forgetting what this was because I was thinking, if we're putting teams into the playoffs, why are we saying who's the champion first at the same time? But yeah. this, is a, this, is a, this is a predictive model. Yeah. The champion's the predictive model. The playoffs is a legitimate thing, as is MVP. We are not the type of show that can be asking the question, why are we doing this? Because we're not going to get very good answers. Fair enough. Uh, um, but yeah, it's the predictive model. I would also remind that we started with the championship model and then built the playoff structure because the championship model, we've realized, is a near, it's, it's a near perfect hit. Because mm-hmm. if we hit a team that is ending up making the playoffs, we are going to get it right eventually. I will put a very large bet on that the champion at the end of the season who has the most champion votes, um, if they are in the playoffs, I'll put a bet on them because it's going to hit. Yeah. I am this confident in my product here, in my model. I, I feel like it's foolproof. You've seen, there's been 11 champions already, Jake. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not sure what that point means. <laughs> that one's good. I also, I think the playoff model is the most interesting to me because I want to see, like, it's going to tell me, it's, it's confirmatory, but I think it's going to confirm how pointless such a long season is. And exactly. And what I do think is interesting, it's, you know, much like baseball, this is two very different leagues right now, Eastern and Western Conference. Western Conference, yeah. 
we put in the Warriors and the Suns, who are also one and two in the conference. Yeah. So they would have been in anyway. 76ers Hornets are barely in the playoffs, <laughs> but they're in ours squarely. Yes. But I should say we were, you know, a tiebreaker away from picking the Bucks, who right. are going to be in it. And best but, of luck to them. Yes, but I think that's fair because I think in the West you've got consistent juggernauts. In the East you've got streaky yes. teams. That's how the teams like the Hornets and the Sixers are going to make it or not is when they get hot. Exactly. So I think that's interesting. Why are we doing this? That was a scary question. <laughs> Sorry I had a little breakdown in the middle there. <laughs> Only the oh, you can only get this on the Flurry Sports podcast. Folks. Yeah, share, <laughs> like and share. Yeah, I'm fully back. And by the way, let's talk about the MVP because this is the hottest MVP race in all professional sports. And you cannot tell me that the stars aren't fully aware of what we're doing because they it's getting heated. Shit is going down. And let's talk about it. so Jimmy Butler was the MVP last week. Can we give a quick reminder to the folks listening how we're doing our MVP? Yes. So, obviously, last year, um, Nikola Jokic won the MVP, in finger quotes, what the NBA decided to do. Finger um, quotes. Yeah. Um, Air quotes. I used my fingers. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Got me there. Um, so, we wanted to see how accurate what they actually do is. So, for us... It's a head-to-head model. Whoever is the highest scorer in the game carries the MVP to the next game. So Jokic was the uh, starting MVP until Will Barton, his own teammate, stole it from him, which Jokic stole it back. But So it transfers to the highest scorer in the game of the current MVP. It stuck with the Nuggets for a while. It stuck with the Heat for a while. Uh, Butler won it a few times. He was the reigning MVP last show. Tyler Hero took it back, Jake. Wow. I know. What a dick. What a dick. Uh, and that goes past the MVP stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero is a special kind of human. He scored 31 points. Good game. And then, Jake, someone not on the Miami Heat stole it. Yes. The Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> no way. Oh, boy. Did Anthony Edwards get it? Uh-huh. Oh, our boy. MVP candidate. King of the North. 33 points on November 24th. He shut it down. He fucking destroyed them. It's only bloody big town. Big he, time town. He didn't hold on to it for long. Oh, no. Did Cat steal it? Almost, Jake. Almost. That's a very good call. Cat scored 25 points in the game against the current NBA champion, Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Yeah. However. <laughs> is LaMelo Ball? No. Kelly Oubre. Oh, no. Off the Junior. bench. Junior. Junior. <laughs> Off the bench. 27 points to take the MVP. <laughs> anybody, it's anybody's night. This that is, night it was him. This is easily the biggest accolade in Kelly Oubre Jr.'s career. Congratulations. I hope there could be many more. However, he lost it. <laughs> You've got a real roller coaster delivery approach. Yeah. I know, I know. He lost it, Jake. And it was a slobber knocker of a game. It was Charlotte Hornets versus Houston Rockets. It was must watch TV. Everyone knows. MVP was playing Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Back to back nights, Junior. actually. Junior. <laughs> Don't want to confuse the folks. His dad hasn't earned it yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good call. But in the game, Jake, Kelly Oubre, Junior. <laughs> Didn't get the job done. It was a back-to-back night. He, uh, you know, he was tired. 
he was tired, and that's when Christian Wood stepped up. Oh my god. Christian Wood is on an upward trajectory ever since the Bucks cut him, wronged him. Found a home in Houston, scored 33 points last night. Last night is in Saturday, and is the current reigning undisputed MVP of the NBA. This is honestly educating me on the NBA. I've just learned three new names, yeah. which is awesome. Also, I need more I need more Hornets content. <laughs> Because no one else is talking about them but us. No, I'm learning so many things about them. Woods from Houston. I just love the idea of these random people being NBA champs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie, I'm hoping that somehow today the Hornets got it back. I'm hoping so. This is what... I wanted to stay on the Hornets. I want all roads to success to go through Charlotte. It would be exciting. And you know what? They have as good of a chance as it... Under... You know what they say about James Brago and the boys... They, he's got the boys buzzing. The Hornets are buzzed. They're coming, man. The buzzing Baringo boys. That's what they call them. <laughs> That's what they call them. Triple B. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to forget his name again. Never. <laughs> probably not. I could pick him out of a crowd of two, but uh, that is his name. This is what I want to happen with the MVP. Because this is the hottest MVP race, like I said already. I mean, undisputed. Kelly Oubre Jr. already <laughs> took it. Um... Christian Wood, like I said, plays for the Rockets. Today, there was some news out of Houston that came out. So it, it feels like they have John Wall chained up in the basement. <laughs> like he's been tweeting, like, freebie. Like, he's trying to get out. And the reason he's not playing is because if he would play, he would be, like, a backup or whatever. It was a role that they couldn't agree upon. So he wants somebody to trade for him. So this is what I want to happen. Oh, God. I want him to return to the lineup to flash his skills to show a team that they should trade for him. I want him to take the MVP, and then I want him to get traded out of town. <laughs> Could you imagine the MVP of the NBA to traded? To Charlotte. Maybe. That's a legitimate spot. Yeah. That's incredible. That's really good. Also, I'd love, because if you have just started listening this week, first of all, thanks. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Two, uh, for the first like week, you kind of glossed over it. It was just a back and forth between all roads led to Nikola Jokic. He like traded back and forth a little bit, but he got it back on two separate occasions. Yeah. Jimmy Butler had it for a while. He made sure all of his teammates could hold the trophy for a little bit. Uh -huh. um, am I right in saying that Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, yes, both two time MVPs? Uh, Butler more because he had uh, multiple wins. So he had three oh, there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he's four time. There you go. So some drama in the heat. But so it didn't move much. And now we've got Anthony Edwards, Kelly Oubre Jr., and Kristen Wood all taking it. Just for a spin. The Timberwolves came to fuck shit up. What are you going to do? This is hilarious. Sorry, just the logistics part of this is tickling me now. I <laughs> I hope it's a different MVP every night. Me so. too. That's <laughs> the greatest part. It makes you come back to watch. I've legitimately watched some of these games. <laughs> I've legitimately watched some of these games. To be like, what is going to happen? And by the way, in that last game, Jake, like I said, Rockets versus Hornets. It was a big deal. It went to overtime. <laughs> and Terry Rozier hit a three to start overtime. And took. he became the leading scorer in the game. He was MVP. And Christian Wood said, no, no, no. No. <laughs> Look at me. You're not out of the woods yet. I'm the MVP. <laughs> Scored four points. Got his team the win. 
which in my book is a true MVP effort. Yeah. And he was also the leading scorer. You, Scored you, 33 as a center. Wow. It does make you care about the NBA. I'm legitimately watching like, oh my, Terry Rochie's going to get the MVP, dude. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Hope you're following along at home. This is a good, I, this was a good show for the fans, which yeah. is a good thing for a podcast to do from time <laughs> to time rather than the presenters. Um, we, so, try, we try it out every yeah, once in a while. So you follow it out. I, I think that's where we have to end things. I yeah. think we have to end things on Christian Wood. Uh, I, let us know what you think about it. Let us know the consensus. Tell all your friends. November's a right tackle if I've ever seen one. Yeah. November. Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Stop. Stop right tackle. Uh, John November. Iowa. Yeah. 100%. Start, started slot receiver. Mate, not your business university. <laughs> Basahano University. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, let us know what you want to do next. Can I give a spoiler? Because I thought of another one that I think we should do for the holidays. Sure. Tune in. I don't know if we want to do it next week. Tune in in next week. At least tune in next week. <laughs> I know what we're doing from Take there. next week off. You've heard it. <laughs> Take next week off. You should listen next week. Yeah. Because down the road, here's what we're going to do. We are going to give you a starting lineup. Of the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, God, Jake. You I heard, hate it. You've heard it here first. Maids of milk, and where's it going to be? Where's the maid of milk? And is it a center? I don't know. I don't know. Farm strength? You have to tune in and find out. It's <laughs> so stupid. Um, that'll be our Christmas special when we decide we want to do it. And by the way, spoiler alert, we may have multiple Christmas specials because why not? We do what we want. We could have That's four. Right. So it could be next week. Better come in. Come <laughs> check out just to see. Turtle Doves have elite speed. That's all I'm saying. Start planning at home. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the Florida Sports Podcast. We will be back next week with something. <laughs> That's right. Dot, dot, Christian dot. Wood, still you MVP. Oh, my Only God. Only one way to find out. I will do the show shirtless next week if Christian Wood <laughs> is still the MVP. You'll tell. You can tell. <sighs> we'll see you there. Happy trails. Yep. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.